Welcome to Tricky Fish, a conversation between a Gen X dad and his millennial daughter. Here's your hosts, Ian and Rhiannon. All right, so I subscribe to Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. Is that just like Discovery Channel, but like a whole platform for them? Yes, but they don't have just Discovery Channel. They have like some other channels included with it. Mm. Okay. And cool. I'll be honest that the sole reason for me finally caving for Discovery Plus, two things. One was Shark Week. You know what's funny is I was literally, you, you sent me the text that you're like, okay, we have Discovery Plus now. And then I was just this morning thinking to myself, I wonder what it was that made him set him for another platform. Like, I wonder what the thing was. Shark Week, it makes that perfect sense. Well, Shark Week and Ghost Adventures with oh, Zach Bagan and those guys. Right. I love that show. I've seen them on Hulu, so I totally forgot. But, like, Hulu's not up to date at all. So no, Discovery they're hugely Plus behind. Them. Yes. They have like every season. Okay. So I'll be going back and watching all the old seasons too. Perfect. I just, I just love that show for whatever reason. Plus uh, it was only five bucks a month. Nice. And we have a free six months. First six months are free. So yeah. Discovery doing it right. Right. I agree. But we subscribe to it and we watch this thing called Demon House. Okay. Which is something. It was Zach Bagans bought this house. That's, oh, did he? Is that the one he turned into a museum of like no. all of his artifacts and stuff? Oh, no, that's no. a different one. Ooh, okay. Why is it always Zach Bagans? Because he's into that stuff. And you know, every every single episode of Ghost Hunters, this is what makes me laugh every time. He's like, "Another door to hell," and I'm like, "How many doors do that does it have?" Like, you know, there has to be a draft. Well, not if they keep the doors. There's okay, no, the doors there are open. There's no fucking way that people are keeping all of the doors closed when Zach Bagans has personally found however many episodes worth of doors. Well, sure. But it's <laughs> like, hell. Maybe they like doors. Anyway, so I, I don't really want to talk about the whole sorry. thing. It's yeah. basically that there was this family. In a nutshell, there was this family that they were getting investigated by Child Protective Services for abuse or whatever, and mm-hmm. there there was cops that were involved, CPS service, and they actually had experienced some of the weird stuff that was going on in this house, like the the external adults. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and okay. so Zach Bagans came to check it out, mm-hmm. and he ended up destroying that house. What? Yeah, it was that bad apparently. But here's I don't I don't know if that's necessarily like a Part of me wonders if that's just Zach wanting to set something on fire. Well, he didn't set it on fire. He oh. he bulldozed it. Okay, well then at that point, like, isn't it every man's dream to destroy a building? Uh, as a man can confirm. So like, I would love to. So part of me is like, maybe that was just an opportunity seized. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but this warning comes up before the show mm-hmm. starts. It says, "Warning: the following documentary may not be suitable for all audiences." This film shows real people, places, and events involving alleged demonic possession. Demonologists believe that demons can attach themselves to you through other people, objects, and electronic devices. Mm-hmm. So me and my roommate watched the show, and we saw that warning and just totally, we, we joked around about it. Now, like, if we hear, like, weird noises, it's like, oh, the demons finally came because we watched that documentary. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ironically, I stopped watching movies and shows like that as often as I used to because I started feeling like, what if I was inviting that kind of energy into my house? And so I, I've stopped watching things like that. Every once in a while, like especially in the fall, I get into like a ghost adventures kind of mood. See, that's but... interesting because how I came to ghost adventures was not because one day I'm flipping through the channels and see this. You're, I know you've you, always been into paranormal. We talked about being investigators once upon a time. Yes. But no, you're the one that would watch that show. And one I was, day. I was very into it. You were. <laughs> one day you came into the living room, sat on the couch. I was on my computer doing, I don't know, whatever the hell I was doing. Probably World of Warcraft. I was going to say probably WoW. Um, yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, my second job, because that's how much grinding you got to do in that goddamn game. But. You sit down and start watching this. Yeah. And shortly after you start, I don't know what, I don't remember what episode it was, what caught my eye, but I started kind of just paying attention. And next thing I know, I'm sitting there, whatever I'm doing is like, so I'm assuming, (laughs) yeah, I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably getting killed in World of Warcraft by bears or, I don't know, whatever, and not paying attention because now I'm engrossed in ghost adventures. And then I become a fan. Yeah. Now I've read I read his first book, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, but I think he's got two books, but he may have more than that. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten around to reading that second or whatever books. Um, but it, it was a really good book. It's worth a, a read. But when I was sitting there and I saw this, I'm like, okay, I I gotta talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. So I I was really 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 into the paranormal before I had Scar. And then I had an experience that involved Scarlett when she was, when they were not yet two, either, either just before turning two or just after turning two. Is that when I came to the house? Cause she saw a dude in her closet or something. Yes. Once I had that experience, I was like, okay, we're not watching paranormal stuff at home anymore. I'm not inviting that shit okay. in so when you, I have a kid. <laughs> you got to tell the story. I'll tell this. I'll pick up the story from where I come in. But you tell the story about what happened up to the point that I come in. Okay. Um, to be honest, I don't ever actually remember you being there, but you know the information, so that's that's interesting. But so for what I'm talking about, um, when I first graduated high school, I moved in with this elderly woman. Her name is Claudia, and she was extremely helpful with raising Scar while I was still going to school and was working. And when we moved out of her house. Claudia would occasionally still like take her out for play dates or would go shopping and then bring her like toys to our house. Well, one day she came home like over to my house with a garbage bag full of stuffies that she had found at like a garage sale. And my daughter loved her child. They are they them now. My child uh, loved stuffies back then. And so they lost their mind. And one of them was this white bear in like overalls. It was very unsuspicious like it was just a very run-of-the-mill stuffed bear right Uh, before this bear entered our house my child very easily goes to bed we have this routine of we brush our teeth do bath time every few days because i'm not trying to dry our skin out you know and then we pick out a story sometimes i would read two or three and then i would just sit there while they were going to sleep. And then once they went to sleep, I would get up and walk out. And we would leave the door cracked with the hall light on. So they had light and they could hear us. Right. And they were in their room safe. They now, had real a quick, light. What was the reason for leaving the door cracked and the lights on? Was it 
because they were afraid of the dark or it was just so you could hear the if something was wrong. So just I could hear if something happened. Okay, so there was it, nothing. It was a big house, and like their her their bedroom is in the back corner. So if I'm in the living room and their doors closed, I couldn't hear anything. And so it was one of those. Sometimes they would wake up in the middle of the night and just yell for me. Right. And so at that point, it was to make it easy for me to get in and out. And also, if I closed the door too loudly, it would wake them up. Gotcha. So it was more of a convenience. And, like, safety thing. Okay, so it wasn't because, like, oh, there's ghosts or demons no, or whatever. No, there was never had any fears or any issues of that up until that bear came into the house. And then out of nowhere, they could not be in their room alone at night or in the dark. And it would get to the point that I would sit with them. They would feel safe. They would go to sleep. And then as soon as they heard me move in any capacity, they would wake up and start screaming again about how they didn't want to be by themselves. And so after like a week or two of this, I'm like, what is going on? Why are you so upset at bedtime? Like, this is coming out of nowhere. Like, what's like, what is going on? Why? Right. And they told me that there was a man in a red hat that was mad at them and they didn't feel safe being alone and it was only he was always in like the corner staring at their bed and i'm like so i'm hearing my two or three year old i think she was like they were two and a half maybe that sounds about right yeah yeah because they turned three in the next house we lived in so like two and a half and out of nowhere they're telling me that there's a guy in a red hat that i cannot see that is death glaring at them and is mad at them. Now, did they say it was death glaring? Well, no, but like I'm imagining if you're a two-year-old and there's a grumpy old guy just staring at you in your bed, it's going to feel not good. Right. And again, they cried and became hysterical if the door was closed, if the lights were off, if they were by themselves in any capacity. They wouldn't play in their room anymore unless someone was in there with them. So I'm just going to... But I'm just going to assume it felt like glaring, you know, for storytelling effect. Right, works. So they're telling me that there's this guy staring at them, making them super uncomfortable, that they don't feel safe, that the guy's mad at them. They did tell me he's mad at me. Sure. So I was like, okay, well, what do we do? What is he mad about? Like, how can I fix this? And they said, he doesn't want anyone to touch his bear. And I'm like, what fucking bear? Like, what is going on? And then they pointed to the bear, the white bear, in red overalls. And I was like, does he want me to throw it away? And instantly she started freaking out. She's like, no, 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 no. And I was like, okay, can I just, like, put it away and none of us touch it? And, like, they calmed down. They're like, yeah, that's fine. So in the way that their bedroom was set up, their closet had, like, an actual swinging closet door in the corner. Right, And I propped it open and put a, like, low bookshelf in front of it so that the closet door could never be closed, Mm -hmm. which meant there was, like, a triangle of just empty space behind the door. So I was just like, okay, ghost guy, we're just going to put the bear behind the door. We know where it is. It's safe. No one's going to touch it. We're going to leave it alone. Can we call that good? And you will just fuck off and leave my kid alone. And I put it back there, and then... I swear, the next day, they were fine. Okay, so this is where I come in. Because I remember that you called me up, kind of freaked out. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, well, okay, you got to understand that when I'm taking the call, I don't know this history. Yeah. you're. I'm just taking whatever I've got. And you've never been the kind of person that, like, if you're freaking out, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you're not, like... <laughs> amped up right yeah so uh you call me up 
Now I knew you were a little freaked out, but I didn't know how much. And you're telling me like, you're telling me the story that like, whatever. And you're like, can you come down and help? Cause I helped you with something mm-hmm. when you were younger and there's part of me. Okay. So let me just say straight up off the top. I am an open-minded skeptic. So I, I would agree. Right. So listen for me, I'm not going to discount as an open-minded skeptic. I'm not going to automatically discount the, that ghosts and demons or stuff exist, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to automatically assume they exist either. Right. So what I mean by that is if you take me to a haunted house and you say, this is a haunted house and between the hours of midnight and 3 AM, that's when they're the most active. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm going in, I'm like, all right. So, and then stuff starts happening between midnight and 3 AM. So let's say I hear something that sounds like a rattle or whatever, just for the purpose of this. My first thought is not going to be, there's the ghost. I mean, I might joke around like, oh, there's the ghost. Mm-hmm. But my first instinct is like, okay, let's rule out any natural phenomenon. Like a raccoon. You know, yeah, raccoon, a cat. Did a heavy truck drive by and shake the yeah. house? Uh, is there like water or air in the pipes or whatever? It's only after I've been able to exhaust all natural explanations that at that point, then I'm willing to consider the possibility that this may be paranormal in nature. Now, paranormal doesn't necessarily mean that that it's actually ghosts. Paranormal is just anything that's outside of normal. normal, Right. So at that point I'm going to assume, okay, there's probably something paranormal going on, but I still need the proof. You can't just come up to me like, okay, we've ruled all this stuff out. It's automatically ghosts. No. Give me something a little bit more, okay? <laughs> so I say that because when you give me the call, there's two things happening with me at the same time. One is there's a part of me going, okay, it's not, there's not a ghost. There's some, there's something that's actually explaining this. She's two years old. She has a limited yeah. experience with the world. She doesn't have the vocabulary to say whatever. She and- was speaking in full Full sentences at a year old. We were having actual conversations with her at a year old. What? Yes, exactly. But at that Them. age, she's it's right. It's fine. So, but at that point, they don't really understand things like gravity oh, and yeah. physics and things. So like me at two years old would not think, did a truck drive by and shake that? If I was somewhere where the truck drove by and it shook, I might be, like, be like, why the house shake? shake. Right. Yeah. As an adult, I've lived enough to experience enough of the world to have learned enough about the world that if I hear a large truck drive by and things kind of shake and rumble, that's the, that's the it, car. That's the truck. It's just a matter of having context outside of your immediate surroundings. Exactly. That's, that's just the difference really. So for me, there's that part and I'm just like, uh, okay. But there's a part that's like, okay, the kid is kind of freaking out and you're kind of freaking out. And I'm like, Okay, and I totally get why you would reach out to me to come do this because I helped you do a similar situation. So I get up. Now, I've got to drive like an hour. I want to know the story you're referencing because I don't remember anything else either. I have a really bad memory. <laughs> okay, it's fine. I will tell I will tell the story. I won't I'll feed you baby birds. I got it. Okay, okay but in this case, so I've got to drive an hour to get to you from where you were living and I was living. What? This is this is when I was with Bitch Biscuit. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. 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 I totally, I totally forgot about 
that, no, it wasn't. Yes. No. Oh, wait. I had just yeah. gotten with Bitch Biscuit. I was still living here when we met up for dinner for you to tell me you guys were getting married. That's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. So we go. Your own poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> it's one way of putting it. I would be more like my own demonic entity, but <laughs> all right. Anyway, so I won't go into the drive other than Bitch Biscuit thought it was dumb and there's no ghosts and I don't see why we need to go. And I did tell her she didn't need to go with me. Yeah. But my thing was like, okay, my granddaughter and my daughter are asking for help. I'll go help. Like it's cool. What's the worst going to happen? You show up and just make us feel safe. Yeah. That's. Oh, wow. It's so terrible. And ultimately that's the goal is to make her feel safe. Them. Yes. Them. Sorry. So I make this trip. I get in. Now I'm in ghost hunter mode. Like, all right, what <laughs> did like, you see? I'm walking Give in me the background. Where are we at? <laughs> yeah. We've entered into their room. It is a portal to hell. And <laughs> so I go in there. Let it be known I would love to talk to Zach Bagans in person. Like this is <laughs> this is jesting out of love. I would love to meet him Just personally. Putting that out there. I think he's a cool dude. I would love to have a beer with Zach Bagans. But anyway, anyone in the show or honestly. coffee or whatever to season into drinking. I mean, I, not are all, all three of them still doing it? Is it Aaron I, and Zach and fuck? What's the last guy's name? I know that some of them they've added some people and some people have quit. I haven't seen the last like I don't know five seasons because I, I gonna, haven't had. I was going to say I haven't had access to them either, so I'm very out of the loop. But I love all the cast of Ghost Workers, so I just wanted or Ghost Adventures. I wanted to put that out there. I will say my second favorite person from Zach is Aaron because yeah. he's always like, oh, "Who was that?" And <laughs> I know it's great. Which, it gives us the laugh we need to break the tension because we're all so like on our seats. We're like, "No, sure." <laughs> So, anyway. yeah, Aaron, if you hear this, I don't know what the odds of you listening to this is. But, yeah, if you hear this, like, it's with love, brother. So, <laughs> anyway, so I go in, I'm listening. I'm, okay, let's do all this. As you're telling me the story, I'm now mentally calculating. Okay, you're telling me this happened. Okay, what could possibly mm-hmm. cause an external thing? Now, I got to reference something else. And we talked about this in a previous episode about UFOs. We referenced the show that was based on Project Blue Book. Mm-hmm. And how they were like, okay, the phenomenon or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the basis of where my or, part of my origin story is, I guess. Okay. Seeing this show where they're like trying to debunk this. Mm-hmm. So here's me. I'm like trying to debunk it. Like, did she see the painting of the horses reflected in a mylar balloon kind of thing? So as you're telling me this, I'm going through. Okay, like whatever. So the, you get done. And I remember her being pretty creeped out. And I go in, I don't feel anything weird or anything like that. But I remember going in, I looked at everything. I was trying to, you know, figure things out. I was asking you questions about what the neighborhood was like. Mm-hmm. You know, what was there people out? And you're like, yeah, you know, people come out, but usually they're fighting or drunk. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we can rule that out as you a source of clearly. ghosts. Because yeah. um, nobody's like, I mean, unless some meth head had come up and be like, don't touch my teddy bear. And she just made the <laughs> connection, but it, it, I didn't get that. So it was fine. And I, sorry for blowing out people's eardrums with that. <laughs> In my laugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's good. So I'm, but I'm rolling off that. I can't do whatever, but I remember sitting in the room and I had her on my lap and oh, I was like, okay, now I do remember that. I, now that you mentioned you sitting in there with them, I kind of remember that now. Okay. Continue. Yeah. And 
I'm talking to this ghost and I'm feeling kind of dumb because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, there's probably nothing here. And at the same time though, like this is less about trying to talk to some ghost and it's more about just trying to make them feel safe. Yeah. So she's sitting on my lap. I'm talking to the ghost and I'm like, all right, you know, why is this important to you? We get it. You know, she doesn't mean any harm. Mm -hmm. And then I go into like kind of the protective mode Mm -hmm. because then I'm shifting and I'm like, you know, if you're going to pull this stuff, then I'm going to do what I need to do to kick you out of this house and you aren't getting your bear. I will destroy your bear. <laughs> like you are messing with my granddaughter. Fear is a powerful motivator. Sure. And I'm like, and I even went the dumb route that they tell you not to do on <laughs> ghost adventures. As my child is sitting <laughs> in your lap. Yes. But listen, I said, if you feel the need to attack somebody, you leave my granddaughter alone. You come for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, so we're going to make a deal. You can stay in this house as long and, you know, we won't touch your bear, but you have to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to my granddaughter. I said, look, this is what you do. If you ever encounter this situation, acknowledge them, acknowledge their presence. A lot of times that's what they want. They want to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And you just say, all right, I see that you're here. And just say, okay, Can I'll we be, please a- be chill. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just tell them like, okay. I see that you're here and it's okay if you're here as long as you behave. But if you aren't going to behave, then you need to leave. Mm-hmm. So I, we finally got her calmed down. I think she actually went to bed that night and she was fine from that point on. I mean, they were fine from that point on. <laughs> uh, for people listening to this going, why can't you get that straight? This is a recent change. So oh, I'm, yeah, brand new. <laughs> it's like brand new. Last so. couple weeks. And we're, we're trying. Yes. However... Now, I will tell the story for you because it was similar. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. I wonder what trauma this is going to unlock because that's all I've been doing every day for the last like three weeks is just realizing things left and right. Like synapses are, that's not even a word, but you know what I'm saying, are, are connecting. Right. And I'm just realizing so many fucked up things. In <laughs> fact, I have something to talk to you about after this episode. Good things. Okay, Good things. cool, cool. I just didn't want to distract before we recorded this, but all right. I just can't wait to drive home and realize what trauma I have from this story. <laughs> Please enlighten me. <laughs> so, I will say that I I remember a good chunk of it. I don't remember all the details, but here's okay. here's what I remember. How old was I? Uh, you were probably about the same age, two, three. Because th- the belief in the community is that children are especially susceptible to them because sure. their minds are more and pets like creatively open animals. Yeah, yeah. So what does that say though that the human conditioning wears us down so that we're not open to other frequencies and communications by the time we're adults? But when we're children, society hasn't beaten us down yet. We're open to those kind of things. It's because we haven't gone through the meat grinder. Of education, which not to get too far in the weeds with this. And this is something that we can definitely talk about in a different episode. Yeah. But our education system was not designed to. For long term. It was. No, no. It was. Wasn't it like assembly lines? No, no. Because uh, Carnegie and Rothschild and there were some others. They 
decided that they didn't want poets and scientists and stuff. They needed workers. So they established what would become the standard American uh, educational system. And that was designed to teach you the facts they want you to know and to make you a compliant drone. That was what they were after. And kids have, haven't gone through that yet. Right. And, and when so you're, they can talk to ghosts. Right. And at two years old, you got to think that for someone who doesn't know anything about science, that looks like magic. That's true. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I heard something some t- somewhere where magic is just science that we haven't discovered yet. yet. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally feel like science is still pretty magical. Like I'm, if I think about the world for too long, I either get really cynical or I'm just amazed. It's either I can't believe what humans have done or I can't believe what humans have done. See, for me, it's like, wow, as humans have achieved a lot of wonderful things, but it's like humans humans, a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. It's like humans have to do one wonderful, they have to do 10 horrible things for every one wonderful thing they pull off. Oh, (laughs) fucking feels like it. Right. So, but going back to this. So when you were about her age, two, three years old, yeah, I'm dead ass asleep. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't even remember if I was dreaming or whatever. And I get woke up by this pat on my arm and it's a soft pat mm-hmm. does not freak me out. Cause I'm not like, Oh, my house is filled with ghosts. <laughs> right. And I know it's you, you pat me gently on the arm and you're like, dad, dad, wake up like real quiet. And I, of course I wake up and I'm like, what's wrong? Now, I'm fully alert because you're in my room <laughs> patting me. It's not because you patted me. You didn't startle me awake or anything. Yeah, it's but just my that, kid is yeah. in here. Dad, wake up. And I'm instantly, what? What is wrong? Yeah, like, what do up? I need to do? That's Who do I normal. need to fight? You yeah. know? And I'm, But I wasn't like, what do you want, kid? I was just like, oh, what do you want? And you're like, there's something in my room. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I love there's something in my room. I love room. that I'm so calm. <laughs> you are calm. You've always been a calm child. You've never, you've never been like but inside, out of whack or anything. Inside, my brain is on fire. I'm sure. But I am gently tapping. <laughs> I like to think, now this could just be me, but I like to think that you were so confident that your dad would protect you that you didn't need to freak out. I could I th- be wrong. I feel like but... at that point, probably, because I was two. So at, at that point, things yeah, hadn't there, really gone downhill There yet. wasn't enough time for me to damage you. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, also just like speaking for our timelines, just knowing where we were at in our timelines, things hadn't really started to go bad yet. Right. So, and I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, there's something in my room and it's talking to me. <laughs> and I asked you what they were saying and you did tell me, so I don't remember what that is. I'm like, all right, I'll get up and take Obviously care of it. Obviously, it was nothing super cool. Otherwise, you would still remember. Yeah. Well, it could just be that, like, uh, it's, it's a ghost, whatever the kid thought. You mm-hmm. know, maybe you had a bad dream and you thought somebody was, whatever. Like, see, that's where I'm at in my head. Like, yeah. you know, I'm already trying to rule just it out. discrediting it, yeah. Yeah. But I'm also kind of, okay, somebody's in your room. So now it's like, now I'm creeping down the hall. I'm trying to be quiet because if there's somebody in my house. I'm catching him. Yeah. If there is actually and he's catching hands, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so it's in your room 
So I go up. You had shut the door to the room. To my bedroom? To your bedroom. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, I'm just going to leave you in here. <laughs> you, it's funny. I'm like, hang on one sec. I'm just going to go to the bathroom, okay? One sec. Be right back. Let me know if you need anything, but I'll be right back. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, Dad. So the door's closed, and I'm like, I don't, if there's somebody in there, I don't want them to have any I was just gonna ask if and I did knocked. tell you I told you no I told you to stay in the room I'll go take care of it because mm-hmm. I didn't want you making noise and alerting them yeah. I'm like oh someone's catching hands if they're in there well, yeah also if you're about to get in a fist fight you don't really want a child you have to protect true right there too right and I'm really good at being able to open a closed door without making a single noise yeah so I do my little trick I slowly start opening it and when it gets open just enough that it's not going to get caught on the door jam or anything. Mm-hmm. I slam that thing open and I'm like, where the fuck are you? And there's nobody in there. Right. So I remember calling you in and I'm like, and I, before I called you in though, I checked the window was shut mm-hmm. and we had the little lock things that you, the little metal pieces that you put on the thing and you turn the screw to lock it, to mm-hmm. keep it from opening. Mm-hmm. Check that. It was, it, it was intact. There was nothing. It hadn't gotten moved. The window was closed. Uh, And I had gone out, I checked the sliding glass door, some of the other stuff. Everything was locked and nothing was open. Mm -hmm. So I ruled out that there was somebody physically in the house. So I I go back in your room. Then that's when I call you in and I'm like, all right, can you tell me? And you're, they were right there, like in the corner. Mm -hmm. Where all ghosts hang out. Sure. I don't know what it is with (laughs) corners. That's where ghosts hang out. Like, I don't know. In the. Nobody puts baby in the corner, but (laughs) ghosts willingly put themselves there. Is it willingly or did some like paranormal entity like punish them? You you have to stand in the corner if you're going to haunt somebody. That too. But also think of a trauma response because we naturally don't like having our back, our backs to doors. Right. And reflexively keep our backs in the corners. So what if ghosts are like, well, I'm already dead. So like if something's going to come and murder me further in like the spiritual realm or something, then like they want to be prepared because... Maybe they're also constrained to the confines of the... No, I'm going to stop. This doesn't make sense. It fell apart. It doesn't, because if you're <laughs> if you're already dead and haunting something, somebody coming through the door... It's not like somebody's going to come through the door and, like, blast you with a shotgun, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm dead again, you know? Unless it's Zach Bagans. <laughs> yeah, unless it's Zach Bagans. <laughs> but, he came in like a wrecking ball and destroyed that <laughs> fucking house. He did. He did. But listen, so... I'm like, okay, and I ask you some questions. I don't, again, this is where some of the stuff isn't really remember. So I just remember, like, talking to the room. Like, okay, you know, if you're here, if you actually exist, it's okay if you hang out. I don't mind. I can share. But you have to be cool. You can't frighten my kid. You can't be mean. And if you're going to do that, you got to get out. Right. Now, I don't tell him I'm going to rip him apart because he's not attached to anything. You're not telling me. Right. There's nothing to threaten. I'm not going to say, you know, if you keep this up, I'm going to wreck this house. (laughs) Wasn't it an apartment or no. was it a trailer? Trailer. It was the trailer. It was so, a trailer. Yeah. yeah. And then I sat down and I said, okay, look, if something like this happens again, they just want to be acknowledged that they exist. Cause we all do. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is say, okay, I see you. I acknowledge that you exist, but if you're going to be here, you have to behave. You, you can't mm-hmm. fool around, but if you're going to be mean, then you have to leave. Mm-hmm. And then put you to bed. You went to sleep. And then that was it. Never heard anything about that again. You want to know a fun fact? 
I still deal with things that way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it works, Spiders, it works. Spiders, ghosts. Like, anytime I have weird vibes, like, especially if I'm home alone, and it isn't so much now that I'm in an apartment because there's tons of residual noise everywhere that mm -hmm. I'm like, everything is somebody else in my apartment building. Sure. So I'm not thinking anything haunting at my apartment. But anytime I've had a situation like that and I start feeling that, like, tingling in the back of my spine, I audibly say out loud, hey, if we can all just be chill, I'm cool existing together, but, like, if not, you have to fuck off. <laughs> See, I say it a little bit differently. And Because here's my thing is, like, the way you're saying it is, like, you have to behave. Well, what is one person's definition of behave? It's going to be vastly different. See, now you so, got me questioning my so methods. Like, now, for me personally, though, because I, I like, as... I don't really identify as a witch, but I'm kind of in that realm of personality. So when I say this, like you, the choice of words is very important. And so I'm very deliberate with the things that I say, knowing what they mean. And so for me saying behave, that signifies that I'm trying to assert my dominance and they need to adhere to what I think is an appropriate code of conduct. You totally have to assert Which, your dominance okay, when it comes to ghosts. But here's the thing, though. If they're just chill and they're not fucking with me. They can do whatever they want. I don't care what their code of conduct is. As long as they're not infringing on anything in, like, like our lives, our safety, fine. See, now you I can, feel like I got to be like, all right, if you're, like, you're going to you, behave, what, what if you went up to here's a coworker, the rules. How would your coworker feel if you went up to, like, your teammate and you're like, listen, I don't want to have a cubicle mate. So if you want to be here with me, you need to behave. Like, no grown-ass adult would respond well to that. No one. Okay. I get, okay. Fair. So like if we're going to, cause also if it, depending on, cause you know, if you're, if you're familiar with ghost theology, no, that's not the right word. <sighs> Mythology, whatever ghost rules. They say that sometimes spirits are like stuck in a location, depending on like if they had a tragic death or something, they could not be able to go anywhere else, but be at that location. So if we're sure. going to follow that logic for this sake of argument, then it's like being at work because, like, we you live here. You can't just up and move. There's responsibilities and things keeping you here, right? And then for them, if they had a tragic death and they can't leave and can't go anywhere else, then you don't really have a choice but to be cubicle mates. So are you really going to look at this person who can't leave also and be like, behave? No. Okay, so now, okay, so then now when I say that, I'm be like, you have to follow, instead of saying you need to behave, it's going to be, you need to follow the following rules. Yeah. Rule number one, no haunting between the hours of 12 and 3 a.m. <laughs> no. These are the. No stealing keys. Landlord agreements. This, yeah. The, you're the renter, even though you're not paying rent. You freeloader. So, squatter's you free rights. Yeah. Well, because, you know, squatters' rights are like, if you've been anywhere longer than 30 days, well, if they're spirits, they've been here a lot longer than 30 days. So technically, you would be the squatter. So they can come to you and be like, oh, no, bitch, we're going to super I think the living hot. has eminent domain, though. That's true, because landlord Because we're things, alive. Well, landlord things only affect people that are alive also. See, like I need food to, to survive. I need to drink water, right? Yeah. These are all things that are a necessity. I need to breathe. If I'm dead and I'm a ghost... 
I don't need to worry about that anymore. Yeah, they don't care about landlords either because what are you going to do? Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you're going to be haunting my place, like, be cool, man. Exactly. Just be a cool that's roommate. What I, that's what I'm saying. Like, behave. I get it, especially in the circumstances in which it was used, and it was very helpful when I was a kid, and it with Scar as well. So I am appreciative of it still. I just, my personal energy when I go about stuff like that is, like, I am cool with just like a, like let's agree to a disagree let's just share the space let's just be chill or get the fuck out yeah exactly like, i don't have patience for it but like i also don't really want to get in your way you know you don't want to get in my way let's just be chill you know right yeah you know what i mean so to bring it back around to what i opened with the demon house thing so that warning which just makes me laugh <laughs> And I realized that putting that warning there is, I guess if you're really into that and you believe that, that would be a responsible thing to do. Hey, if you continue watching this, you could potentially be yeah. possessed by demons or demons well, could come squat in your house. Think about it too, though. Some mental illnesses have symptoms of being, um, I don't want to say easily worked up, but can sometimes get a thought and spiral with it. Sure. So with that warning, I feel like that was more of a like, hey, if you're one of those people that could potentially react terribly to talking about demons and things like that, this probably is not a good thing to watch. It feels like that's a better way to say it than... Yeah, but like, not everybody is super... Demons could come to you through electronics. Some people believe that, which is what the warning said. It said some people believe that demons can come through electronics, which... I personally had that thought once upon a time and stopped watching paranormal movies. <laughs> so it's fair. Like, I feel like I'm a, I'm not necessarily like a totally mentally healthy person. I will disclaimer that, but I feel like I'm generally well balanced. And even I think that spirits can fuck with you through technology. So, so, so you do believe that like ghosts and demons and stuff exist? I see. I'm also an open-minded skeptic in the sense that I haven't seen any proof to tell me that they're not, but I do have a lot of things to give credence that they could be. So I'm inclined to think yes. Also, scientifically speaking, it's been proven that energy can't be destroyed, only recycled and transmuted into something else. Mm -hmm. So naturally, if you're not being held into your mortal vessel anymore, then the spirit could do whatever it wanted not being limited by the human experience. Fair. So that. And then also the really traumatized, broken part of me that really misses people who have died likes to believe in something that they're not like totally gone because I miss them a lot. And I think that's a natural human yeah. thing. So like people believe in angels and I feel like what are angels if not ghosts just holy? Fair. Yeah, fair. You know, and like, I, I still think Walker leaves me hearts all the time. All the time. I, f I find hearts, like, shapes and splashes at work in stains and cracks in the sidewalk. I find rock-shaped hearts everywhere. Just, they pop up all the time. And it's usually when I'm having a really bad day. Maybe it's and a demon pretending to be. You know what? If that's the case, that demon is working so fucking hard to make me feel loved. And I, I appreciate <laughs> it. So, like, I'm not ungrateful. That demon grew up in the demon system where he's supposed to torment people. And he's just like, I don't want to torment anyone. I want people to live their best life. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. That's me. Maybe that's my twin flame. 
He's a demonic black sheep, like a literal <laughs> black sheep that looks demonic. I love it so much. <laughs> yes. A demonic black sheep. Oh, God, I want to get that tattooed somewhere now. Nice. That's amazing. But I feel like doing your little, the thing that you still do, mm. like, and I still do it too, even though I know it's like ridiculous, but it's honestly not something that's hurtful. You know, it's not harmful. Why is it ridiculous though? Because it's, it's superstitious. Okay. But why is being superstitious wrong? Like what, like what's the problem with that? Okay. I'm a very logic driven person. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm coming from. Right. It's like, if some, if you hear noises in the house, Again, I'm going back to what's the logical reason for this to be a, a noise. Right. Not going to... Question, though. Is that because when you were a child, your parents would tell you that you didn't have a reason to cry or a reason to be upset? And so they you get kind of adopted this logic mindset for anything that you weren't able to readily explain? I mean, I heard that a lot growing up. But that's not so the as reason. as an adult, though, if you're having an emotional reaction to something, your first step is logic instead of being like, why do I feel this way? Okay, so yes, but that's because, but there is some logic even for feeling. So as an example, if I'm upset with something and I can't figure out, let's say that we're hanging out, something happens, I get upset. Mm-hmm. But I cannot directly say you're the reason I'm upset, that something you did upset me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Since I don't know what the triggering thing is that caused that, Mm -hmm. I won't react. I won't get mad. I won't, like, you know, be a dick. Okay? I will go and I will try to figure out where it comes from. That's where the logic comes in. Okay, why was I upset? What was happening? It could be something as simple that you and I were hanging out. Something happened. Maybe I saw somebody that reminded me of Bitch Biscuit and that it just triggered something in it. That's not you. So I'm not going to like just yell at you because then I like later, oh, it's because like this was the trigger. It had nothing to do with you because now I got to come back to you and tell you I'm sorry. Yeah. And assuming you're going to be a cool person and not just be a dick. I'm going to come back and I'm going to apologize for that. But even if you apologize, it already happened. I can't take it back. Yeah. But- if I just keep it to myself, go away, figure out what it is, and I've logicked it through. So mm-hmm. in this case, let's say that was a thing. Well, then I have not treated you bad. Yeah. I have logicked and figured out it was because I saw this person that made me have a flashback to my abusive ex. Right. And I'm okay. proud of you for that. That's awesome. That's yeah. good growth. Which is not something I would have done when we were growing up. But yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know about triggers and stuff like that that's but part of what the i was what i was bringing up is like your impulse is oh well it's ridiculous so i shouldn't believe in this because i can't logic it and i'm saying like are you do you genuinely feel that way or do you feel that way because when you were young you were told you had to be able to logic everything that you experience and therefore this is a conditioned response to feel shame when you're Honestly, like receptive to things because that's what i've noticed a lot of like Literally everything about me is fear-driven, where I'm afraid of what I will lose. I'm afraid what people will think of me. I'm afraid of my loved ones thinking less of me. Everything about me is fear-based. I don't know that it would be fear, per se. There is a part of me that's like, if I acknowledge that that would be a reality, mm-hmm. ghosts and demons. Okay, they're incorporeal. There's no physical form. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily... I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm assuming that 
they don't necessarily follow the same law of physics that you or I would because we inhabit a physical space. Right. So if they're pulling some shit, I don't have the, I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the normal We're not on tools. level playing fields. Right. We're not yeah. on any, see, you come into my house and act a fool. <laughs> I can deal with you. However that means. Yeah. Okay. Whether it's something of just like, you got to go get out. Yeah. Or you call the cops or God forbid, worst case scenario, you have to like protect yourself with a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which should be your last resort. Like the first thing that happens should not be you drawing a gun going, yeehaw, right. I'm going <laughs> to shoot you. I don't think, oh God, no. People so, in the South probably do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to people in the South, unless you're one of those people, in which case totally offending. <laughs> anyway, no. And it's just, I don't have that. Yeah. And so what I now have to do, I now have to figure out how to assert what dominance protect against that. And yeah, yeah, because for me, it's very much like this is my space and you're going to be cool in this space. And this is, doesn't matter whether it's a demon, a ghost, yeah. an angel, an actual person. Okay. If you're in my territory, if you will. Okay. I'm the master of that territory and you're going to behave. You know, it's so interesting to see our like completely different mindsets because I've never felt home anywhere. Well, I mean, Ireland I did, but like even in this mortal vessel that I call my body, whatever, Mm -hmm. I've never felt like that about anything. I've never felt like this is my space. This is my area. And so for me, I'm like, I'm just borrowed. This is just borrowed place. I'm just here. Like, even in life, I don't know. I just work here. Well, sure. It's kind of where I'm at. And, and I don't so- feel that way either. But my thing is, is that wherever I'm existing, there's certain things that I want in my, and I'm yeah. very flexible, but there's certain things. I don't want drama. Yeah, I agree. Like, if there's going to be drama, it needs to be a movie that's a drama. Okay? <laughs> that's acceptable. The TV show that's a drama. Yeah. Cool. I'll do it. If it's like a you know, a video on YouTube or TikTok of people who are doing something like a skit that's drama. That's fine. I don't want you bringing I, drama I into my not life. Into that that much. I don't know. You know, and if you're going to be a demonic entity that's going to come in and start like acting like a cat and knocking stuff off my counters and slamming doors, like no, that's yeah. that's drama. Get and that see, hell out. I when I started my spiritual journey, awakening, personal growth journey, whatever you want to call it, uh, I found a TikToker named liker of words mm-hmm. and i love everything that she makes and the way she explains things has really helped like me figure things out i don't necessarily see everything eye to eye but she at least gets the, the gears going you know sure and i'm like she's she calls herself a psychic activator so she's doing her fucking job so i'm like i love it but um she fuck i just lost what, what did i what were we just talking about before I the tiktoker before that um about no drama. In the- oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when I first joined TikTok, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I joined in like November of last year or something. Right. And then at first I was on like weird cosplay, but then I very quickly got to the spiritual growth, mental health, self-care, like empowerment side of things. And so it's been just like personal growth after personal growth thing. But one of the very first videos I found of Liker of Words was a clearing grounding and shielding video where she's explaining like when you're doing any kind of energy work of any kind it's good to take these steps to kind of make sure that your space is safe 
Pour like, salt in a circle. Sit no, in no, 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 circle. no, don't, don't pour salt on the ground because it'll ruin the fucking ground. Nothing will be able to grow there. Use eggshells. Well, if the, you have the salt in the circle and you're sitting in the circle, like demons supposedly can't get to you. Yeah, eggshells work fine. Like just crush them up like you would into salt. Don't use actual salt. It'll fuck up the ground. We don't have an earth to mess with, guys. I feel like with eggshells, that would leave like enough of an opening that a demon could go, oh, that's a really tiny... Not if you crush them up to the same like sand texture of salt. Wow, that's a lot of work. Oh, my God. I'll which, just skip so many demons. Work, but you know what? The point that I'm trying to make <laughs> is that you were talking about how you want to keep your, your energy and space clear from negative vibes and... I do too. And the video that she made was talking about how like if you're going if you're going to mess with any kind of entities like acknowledging spirits like you're talking about, then it's good to kind of just set the tone of like this is my space. Anything that happens here is for the higher good of myself and anyone around me. We're not inviting bad vibes. If you're going to bring bad vibes, get the fuck out. That's essentially what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so like it just sets boundaries. So that you can clear your space because like this is where I'm going to start sounding crazy because again, I feel like this, our energy is different than the human body that we're in. And this is a temporary experience because you know, death is the only consistent thing in life. Sure. We're literally here to live a life and then die. And then what's going to happen after that? Religion usually picks up there. But if we can believe in some sky daddy, why can't we believe in just us no longer being limited to a human entity, but being able to then go to a different dimension energetically? All right, fair. So if we're able to be there, that means our spirit and our energy is separate from the body that we have. So, like, why wouldn't we be able to pick up on other energies and other frequencies if we just weren't limited by this human body? But again, I'll give that to you. The human experience is like when we're kids, we're way more open to it because life hasn't happened to us yet. As kids, we're like superstitious heathens. But superstition has always served as a safety thing. Logic has always served as a safety thing. Okay, yeah. Right? So like superstitions, yes, I get it's like that that's dumb, but like they kept people alive once upon a time. That yeah, was that yeah. was a life-saving thing to know once upon a time. And now we've evolved to a point that we don't need that information necessarily. Well, yes and no. I feel like some of the superstitions were really also as a means of controlling yes. other people. Like most things in this world. And keeping the <laughs> tribe from like yeah. doing whatever they wanted. Fair, but I mean, okay, like name a superstition and let, like, let's see if we can figure out a reason for it. Okay. Well, it would be a superstition. Because I have one that I like believe in. Okay, I, go for it. Okay, so if you're walking with somebody and you're like genuinely interacting and having an, a conversation, if you split a pole, that puts a rift in the relationship and inevitably some, like, something will happen. You know what? You told me that when you were younger. And to this day, I just time. subconsciously don't split. After making fun of me for years, <laughs> and then we didn't talk to each other that's because, for years. That's because every time you and I were together, we would go to split. You would go around it. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, because I was trying to save our freaking relationship. <laughs> and I did was it? carrying it the whole time. <laughs> did it work, though? Uh, no, because you kept splitting them to be funny. Oh, I'm the one that's... Uh, 
Yeah. At fault here. Okay. And so let me tell you the story. (laughs) I heard about the superstition. I don't even know where I heard about it, but um, I was like, again, I haven't seen any proof to tell me that it will happen at this point when I like am learning about it. I haven't seen any proof to tell me that it will happen, but I haven't seen any proof to tell me that it won't either. So to people that I care about, I tell them. Please don't split that poll. That's not a risk I'm willing to take. I like us being friends. Let's not do that. Let's not even play with it. You mean that much to me. People made fun of me for that and would intentionally (laughs) split polls. And there's this girl. I won't say her name because she's still in my life and I don't want to like name names. But I met her when I was really young and I like fell head over heels in love with her before I really even knew what that meant. And so I like followed her around like a puppy. Just real quick. Yes or no. Um, Does she know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. No, we've talked about it. And uh, I'm telling her about this whole, like, hey, don't split polls because, like, I really care about our friendship. Like, please don't split polls. We walk out of Safeway and there's, like, you know, the handicapped parking spots where there's, like, ten poles in a row. She split every fucking one of them. (laughs) And then within six months, we weren't talking anymore because of a boy. And then we weren't friends for years. I feel and it like... came out of nowhere. Like the the boy that I dated, I dated for under a month. And then he went and then started dating her. And then they just fucked off into the wilderness. Not really, but like they, they just decided to like up and leave. And then we just weren't friends for a long time. And then we've kind of reconnected since then. But she split the fucking pole after I told her not to. And then we weren't friends. And then you look back at our relationship. I told you. Don't split the poll. And then you would to tease me because, you know, tough love. And then (laughs) we didn't talk to each other for years. Okay. All right. All right. I am inclined based off of the data. I personally have accrued that splitting the polls has a, at least leans in the direction of having effect on the relationship. Okay. But let me, now let me logic that. But hold on. I I know what you're about to say too. Now let me just say this. Also though. It could be total bullshit because that's two people. There could be other relationships where I like other people where I've walked and it didn't do anything. And I will say that. But it also shows to me that someone loves and cares about me if they're willing to go out of their way and just literally step a foot to the side to go around with me. If they're willing to humor right, me, yeah. then that right there shows me that they're putting active energy and care into our relationship which effectively does the exact opposite of what walking around the pole would do which is put a rift in the friendship so even if it's bullshit they're actively doing the anti-superstition for me well i'll say that as long as i I don't see there's i don't see that there's anything wrong with following superstitions so like using yours like not letting the pole split it may seem stupid but you're just humoring the person. I think where I would draw the line is if you going by your superstitions Mm -hmm. impacted your life so much that it was providing a negative quality of life for you. I think that's where it would be too much for me. I would agree with you. And I think that is what I would consider superstitious. I consider myself more like mildly stitious. So okay. not to the same intensity right. of, of which that would be. But like, I, I do agree if it's 
interrupting of normal daily things, then yes. But again, though, we live in a society where we don't have dangers lurking around every corner. I mean, other humans, yes, but not to the same capacity as people would have in the past. Right. Well, one superstitious superstition is if you knock over the salt, you just pinch salt, throw it over your shoulder. I think there's a specific Why? shoulder you put over there. I have no idea. But I have found myself, if I knocked over the salt, you, doing that. You want to know it's funny. Because I know that it's dumb AF, as the kids say. Why? But because, what difference does because it make if I spill the salt? Because other grown-ups told you it was. Sure. But listen, my thing and my thought is it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. So if there is exactly, something. Exactly. Like there's not enough proof that it's legit, but there's not enough proof that it's not. So like. Why Why would you risk it? Yeah, you right. Yeah. If you could prove to me that knocking over the salt and pinching it and throwing it over your shoulder was absolutely pointless, I would stop in a heartbeat. Here's the thing, though. Knowing witchcraft with what the role that salt plays, I'm totally not surprised by it, though. But want to know something hilarious? I tried to look up wives' tales on Google when I was, like, 10. You know the thing about like urban legends and wives' tales? They're right. all word of mouth. Yes. No one ever writes anything down. So how the fuck am I supposed to find it on Google, 10-year-old Rhiannon? <laughs> <laughs> and then like nothing came up and I was kind of annoyed for a second. And then I was like, wait a minute. People talk about this at campfires. That's why I can't find it on the internet. <laughs> that was my 10-year-old logic. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, sure. All right. Well, uh, we're going to bring this to a close. So I will say this, if you believe in superstitions, feel free to share that with us. Let us know if you believe in the paranormal. I want to know all the superstitions because I can never find them on Google. Yeah, share your favorite superstition. And if you have an explanation for why that is or you can point us in that direction, absolutely let us know. Mythical stuff is one of my special interests. Sure. And uh, if you're Zach Bagans or Aaron, like... Feel free to contact us. I feel like such an asshole because I can't remember the third guy's name. I know. It's something so... The third guy, too, if you hear this, and I'm sorry that we and can't like, get your he's name. he's an integral part to the show, he and is. I know he is, but I haven't watched the show in years. Yes. He's, so. he's just so well, well-mannered, while Aaron is just ridiculous, and Zach is just knocking on every door to hell. Yeah. So he's, he's just... <laughs> He's so chill in comparison that I can't remember his fucking name. Know, I'm going to remember it on my drive home. Oh, sure. I'm going <laughs> to leave here and be like, that's the guy's name. I'm but so anyway, sorry. Ghost Crew, Ghost Adventure Crew, if you guys hear that, like, please, man, I would love to take you out for a beer or coffee or soda, whatever it is you guys drink. Pacific whatever. Northwest, there's lots of stuff haunted here. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Supposedly, if you believe in that. I do. I don't know if I do. Anyway, all right, folks, uh, that is the end of this episode. Have a week. Bye. And this has been another episode of Tricky Fish. If you liked what you heard and want more of us, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Reviews and comments really help us out, so feel free to leave us one. Otherwise, you can find us at trickyfishpodcast.com and Twitter at trickyfishpod.